Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Franchising in You. My name is Paul Segreto and I'm your host. Saturday mornings as we share information and perspective on all aspects of exploring, selecting, and starting a franchise business. Franchising in You is a production of Franchise Foundry and is sponsored by a trio of very fabulous sponsors that can help you with your funding, legal, and real estate needs. And of course, we're talking about the great folks at Benetrends, Spadioliana, and Retail Solutions. I thank them all. Today's segment of Franchising and You is titled Exploring Franchise Opportunities, Help Us Closer Than You Might Think. And who better to help us today than an award-winning franchise developer and a consultant with our favorite franchise consulting company, the franchise consulting company, Holly Ford. Holly, welcome to Franchising and You. Hi, Paul. Yeah, thanks for having me today. Looking forward to looking forward to chatting a little bit about franchise ownership with you. I look forward to it as well, and I appreciate you being here on a Saturday morning with a busy schedule. So let's get right to it. There are individuals that offer assistance to um, people exploring franchising, franchise opportunities. They're referred to by many different names, coaches, agents, consultants, and, and brokers, and of course, there are others. So getting right down to it, what, what is a franchise broker? Who are they? What are they? And we'll go from there. Yeah, that's a great question. And it, there, there's a misnomer in that, too, a lot of times, because a lot of times um, brokers um, technically have a price tag attached to them. And generally in franchising, the brokers, consultants, you know, different names that we all go by, um, are there to support their clients. So they, they are not paid by the client directly. They're paid by the franchisor when a purchase is made. And if it's not made, then they, they remain a client or they move their separate way. So it's, a, it's actually a very good relationship because, um, you know, the, the, literally the broker is there to assist and serve their client. They are going to help them weave through the myriad of options and opportunities out there to find, uh, you know, a really good business, a good fit. And, you know, the, the beauty of the brokers is, you know, they're educated. We're educated every day. There's not a day that we don't have a webinar or two from different uh, brands that are reminding us of their product, telling us about the things that have changed, telling us about the back-end support for the client. And we get to learn all of that for our clients. So they're not spending hours and hours of time learning about each individual brand. So a, a lot of people, you know, might not realize this, but it's really not much different than being a real estate broker who you go to to look at a, at a home, look at different homes in the area to see what's available. And they take you through, and, of course, they're getting paid on the back end uh, of the transaction, right? That's exactly right. It's it's a perfect way to look at it, um, and and even more so, you know, those those real estate brokers are looking at the house. It's for sure they know how to negotiate deals. Um, brokers do the same thing, and uh, we know how to help help them to go over all of the legal documents to validate the systems and procedures. Um, yeah, very very similar. So we have a question, right? From right out of the box this morning from our audience, Marlene from Des Moines, Iowa asks, how do I check out a particular broker, franchise broker, 
What should I look for? And especially since I don't want to waste my money and time with someone I'm not comfortable with or someone I shouldn't trust. Well, that's that's an excellent question, and I would say there's there's probably three parts to that answer. The first is to make sure that that broker um, is attached to a strong, um, reputable company. Um, I you mentioned earlier the franchise consulting company. Obviously, I'm going to plug them here today. Um, mm-hmm. But when uh, when I, when I was on the other side of the coin as um, a franchise developer, you know. Uh, there there are a lot of brokers out there, and a lot of them will give me leads, you know, as, as a developer. And when when I would get them, you know, I, I kind of knew where they were coming from. And there were, you know, a few companies that were, that were strong, but there were a lot of companies that, you know, they really didn't get to know the client. They really weren't aware of, of that client's true needs, and they would just kind of throw things against a wall. And I, and, and, you know, I didn't work with those brokers, but... When you have a good company, a reputable company, like I said, the franchise consulting company is the one I chose um, to partner with, you you really have a reputation there because the owner of that company, you know, he's representing hundreds of brands, and it's very important that all of his brokers uh, are on the same page and, you know, absolutely, you know, adhering to the highest standards for their clients. So that's the first way I'd say is to look at that. But the second thing is, once you get into um, the brokers and you're looking at it, it's longevity does not necessarily mean, um, you know, the, the best brokers out there, you know, um, not that they wouldn't be good. Of course they'd be good. Um, but even newer ones too, that are really doing their homework. So you want somebody that's really going to take the time to get to know you. So putting your ideas, your outcomes on paper, uh, this is what you want to do. And, and you want to see that this person's actually listening to what you're saying, you know, um, if you say, you know, one of the things they're interested in is maybe pet franchises. Well, if that broker is really listening, he's going to see a whole lot more than pet. He's going to see retail. He's going to see, you know, maybe an industry that's fast growing. And, and he or she may then offer you some choices to look at that aren't necessarily in the, in the pet industry, but maybe really will achieve the outcome you're looking for financially or, or even maybe you want a low employee base, and some of these pet ones are a little higher, so it finds another option for you. So, so that's what you want. You want somebody that's going to really listen to you. And then the third criteria that I'd say is, is, is imperative is when you're working with this broker, first of all, again, we're not paid, so it is a free service. But you want to know that this person is, is on it. You know, when, when you schedule appointments, you know, you want to make sure that those are adhered to on both sides of the coin. You know, the client really needs to make sure she's showing up or he's showing up. And, and the same with the broker. When a broker um, is, is too busy to take your call, and not that you're going to be able to get in right away. Of course, you're going to probably schedule appointments. But things just keep coming up, coming up. You know, maybe it's time to go a different way. Other than that, I think uh, we've got a pretty good rule of thumb here. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's like anything else. You, you you have to be comfortable, you know, and a lot of that is based upon them listening to you. And if you feel that you're not being listened to, definitely should head for the hills and go to a um, another representative. Uh, we appreciate all questions to franchising, and you just drop a note to me at paul at franchiseboundary.com anytime during the week or even while we're on the air. As time permits, we'll respond on the show. But rest assured, you will always receive a response to your questions. 
And I'm glad you you are mentioning the franchise consulting company, uh, Nick Neonakis, the uh, the founder and owner of the franchise consulting company, is uh, very much ad- admired by you truly, and uh, I'm proud to say that Nick is a frequent contributor to franchising. And you you could see or listen to some of um, the podcasts where he was on by going to our site at blogtalkradio.com/slash franchising and you. Holly is with most, you know, any type of exploration, there should be a process. So what is your recommended process to finding a franchise with a franchise broker? Right. Well, and I think consultants kind of have, you know, varying processes, but it all comes down to four major uh, categories, I would say. And the first one is, is really listening to the client. We need to establish their outcomes, their business outcomes. What do they want to do? And, and this, these outcomes are, are a plethora of different, different areas put together. So, so we're talking about financial outcomes. We're talking about short-term and long-term outcomes. We, we want to see what, what this business is going to do. Are they going to buy one franchise and, you know, um, just try to grow that one franchise, and that's going to be then their nest egg that they retire from? Or is one going to be the stepping stone to two, three, four of the same brand? Are they trying to find, um, do a portfolio of different diversification of different businesses? So there's a lot of things that we need to look at here. And then besides those financial outcomes, we want to look at their personal outcomes. Is this something that they want to do as a legacy to their family? Are they um, hoping from this business to then, you know, again, uh, step away from a job? Are they trying to get away from corporate? Are they, are they looking to keep their corporate job and do some semi-absentee ownership and, and really just uh, enhance their paycheck? So we have to understand those outcomes before we introduce anything. Once that happens, then we want to synchronize those outcomes with the opportunities available to them. So, so this is where a broker is seriously important because now they're able to weed through these thousands of brands and, and go through uh, all of those outcomes and match them with synchronous opportunities, if you will. And, and at that point, the broker generally shows their client several different, sometimes industries, sometimes categories, sometimes they're already down to specific businesses. And, and as, as the buyer starts taking a bite of these, you know, maybe they're, they're just getting, you know, a little bit of an introduction to feel out what that concept's all about. And usually the broker will give them a couple of things. One, you know, what they're all in buying costs, you know, what their item 19 looks like. In other words, their results, if they have that. And then the third thing they're really going to do is, is they're going to try on the hat. They're going to show them the unique um, opportunity here. If there, you know, sometimes there's unique selling points. Sometimes there's, a, you know, a good niche or a product and service that's special, and and you'll get to see all of that. Now we've picked a few, right? So now it's time to select which ones really fit, and we begin validation. So usually that broker will then connect the buyer to, you know, the executives of the company, and and it's. Off, but it's not a handoff all the way because that broker is there that generally will do, you know, weekly calls, sometimes sooner, depending on, you know, if questions arise. And, and so they're talking to the franchisor. They're learning about the concept, but the broker is keeping things real. You know, 
um, you know, not all franchisors are created the same. Some, um, you know, have very strong sales staff and, uh, and maybe weaker operations on the back end. It's important to know what they're saying and to discern so you pick the best franchise so that you're not in a situation where your outcomes are not in congruency with what that franchisor is, is selling, okay? So when, when you find that, again, your, your broker is helping you validate these opportunities. They'll give you questions to ask. They'll give you questions to ask other franchisees in the same uh, in the same company, and as those questions and answers come, you get to a point where you know what this is the one for me. I want to execute. That's step four. And, and executing that agreement, there's a lot to it because you want to review the financial disclosure document with your broker, and the broker generally is going to lead you to a lot of legal experts that can help you to review that. They're going to help you set up your entity, you know, through, again, through their partners. And all of that is done on your behalf, again, for free to get you into this business. You know, it's interesting as you were working through that, you said not all franchisors are equal. I immediately started thinking about, (laughs) you know, George Orwell's book of of Animal uh, Farm way back when. We probably read that in high school. It said all men are created equal, but some are more created equal than others. And all of a sudden, when you had said that about franchisors, I started thinking of a, of a blog post uh, about that. And, of course, uh, you yourself produce some great content that can be found in many places online, from your blog to podcast, and with much shared across social media. Your focus is always on business ownership from various perspectives, including you know, franchise brokerage, business brokerage, franchising the business, and more. Uh, but unlike typical content that is just you know, basically black and white only, what you share is not only informative, but very enjoyable to read. And one that I really enjoy is your reference to the Fab Four. And for those that don't know, the Fab Four were, of course, the Beatles. And I know everyone knows the Beatles, right? <laughs> well, you refer to certain parts of franchising as the Fab Four. So, so tell us, you know, what you're referring to. Oh, certainly. Well, the, the beauty, obviously, of the Fab Four is that, you know, this is obviously the most influential musical group of our time. Um, but they couldn't have emerged without the individual genius of each member. So when we look at this Fab Four franchise in- industry, we want to see four these the four dominant unique industries that are are really taking franchising to another level. And to find those four, we look at several different things. One uh, one of the aspects that we want to focus on is you know long term. What is it going to look like in the next twenty five years? Okay. And, and for that category, we chose senior care. Um, for the next two decades, 10,000 baby boomers are going to retire every single day, okay? The senior population is going to double in the next 25 years. And, you know, although we've got massive technological advances that are, you know, assisting these seniors, you know, innovations, uh, you know, memory-impaired memory robots, all sorts of wonderful things to assist, you know, without question, the care for assisted living, the, the home care, the transportation, location advisors, this is a very, very profitable and very, you know, extremely important and useful uh, industry. The second area that we looked at, you know, and we were trying to determine these fab four, 
And this is a, a beautiful one, and this is because we want to look at something else that's unique. We've got a long term. Now we're going to look at high margins. What has the highest margins? Really, what, what does? You know, as, as you look at um, industries in general, you would say the pharmaceutical industry has the highest margins. In franchising, we are going to say it's professional services. And although personal services have high margins as well, professional services, the margins are even higher because they have a higher retention rate, a higher price point, and, and of course, you know, as we say, higher returns. So the professional services such as accounting services, staffing businesses, direct marketing, specialized training, that's, that's a great fat for industry. The third fat for industry we looked at, again, is a different reason. So we've got long-term, we've got high margins. This is the ease of replica, re, replicability. And, and obviously, I think you're all going to know that it's food and beverage. Um, but again, not all food and beverage companies are created the same. So again, relying on a broker for this is going to be critical. Um, you really have to look at the cost of goods. You really have to look at the operational expenses. But in general, when a franchise is built and then replicated and you can do it in a tight geographical area, you're now saving costs as you are sharing expenses with your operations, okay? And, and the, the beauty of this, if, if you're replicating a similar company, um, you know, you're not subject to the decline in the economy that would affect one of the units because you have, you know, the multiple units, et cetera. And you can always traffic those people to from a store that's not doing as well into a higher, um, that would be our third. And then our fourth is is something that, you know, um, what, what's at everybody's heart, okay? So that, that was what we did. So we did long-term, high margins, replicability, and then, of course, what do people really love and want? And, and it, that's really easy because it is health and fitness. You know, we are, um, you know, too many, an overworked country. We are very focused on our, our health. We work 137 hours more per year than the Japanese. Um, you know, the stats go on almost 500 more than the French. So, so you know, we look at work causing increased stress. The professionals say yes. What do, what do we do? We exercise. We, we unwind. We detox. We do health and fitness. And that is not looking to change. It's a $30 billion a year industry right now. So that is our fat for franchise industry. Wow. That is, I, I mean, I love the way you associate it with, you know, people that can really relate to it. The, the, the Fab Four and the Beatles, uh, certainly the most influential musical group of our time, uh, without a doubt. But I really love how you, you break that down into different categories because it kind of reminds me, you know, of a menu. I mean, everybody has an idea of what they may want to eat if they go to a restaurant for the first time, especially if it's a high-end restaurant, and really can be overwhelmed. I mean, to me, I think back to my days growing up to New, in New York and going to the, the big Northeast diner, which was like an encyclopedia looking at the menu and trying to decide. And it was always, you know, making a decision on one and then saying afterwards, geez, I should have gotten that. I gotten, should have gotten that. And I think what you do is, you know, break it down where immediately people are able to start focusing and honing in and spending more time and not feeling uh, as overwhelmed because a lot of people don't realize, you know, buying a franchise, uh, even with the rising cost of homes, 
uh, buying a franchise, starting your own business, getting a business for yourself can often be the most um, expensive investment that one will make. And certainly it, it, it can also be right up mm-hmm. there, you know, with buying a home. So, you know, taking out that overwhelming aspect, I think, is, is absolutely critical. I think you explained it perfectly, very succinctly. And, you know, as we know, there are so many people when they get overwhelmed, just procrastinate and push off and say, um, well, maybe next week, maybe next month, maybe <laughs> next year. And then all of a sudden it's five years later, unlike a home where they hit a special need and they say, we need more room. So we have to go buy a different house. Oftentimes, right. uh, unless you really drill down to the pain point, which of course I know uh, that you do quite well in working with clients because a lot of times they do have that pain point. There's something that's, you know, pushing <laughs> them to look at a business. But oftentimes they don't look at it as a, a necessity and maybe don't quite have the sense of urgency. And I believe many times it's because they're feeling overwhelmed. So really thanks for right. um, giving us that very succinct uh, explanation. You know, Boy, Holly, that's a, I, that's I really a great point, pre- Paul. Yeah, I I just want to chime in on what you're saying about that pain point, and that's it's it's huge. You know, um, we are we are more likely to run away from pain than towards pleasure, right? And and if right. we could just shift the mindset of our clients to see what the outcome and the beauty of owning your own business, creating your own wealth. Being being a creator, not a consumer in market, um, you know, you cannot ever, ever create wealth with the paycheck, but you certainly can as being an investor and an owner. You know, it, it, absolutely. And looking at today's, you know, title, you know, Exploring Franchise Opportunities, Help Us Closer Than You Might Think, um, like yourself, working with a, a lot of candidates, although we work at them from two different uh, sides because we work on the side of the franchise developer and work with many individuals uh, like yourself uh, working with the, the client, the prospective um, franchisee. Sometimes it just amazes me how somebody can look at something online and say, I want to inquire more about that franchise and jump in themselves. And maybe they now have done that four or five times. I can't even imagine how they would disseminate all that information, how they wouldn't be overwhelmed. I mean, can you imagine, again, going back to the scenario about buying a home, can you imagine doing that yourself, buying a home, driving around the neighborhood, picking um, five never. homes, and, and start knocking on doors? And, and it, it would be absolutely chaotic. Well, think about the disclosures. You know, I, I actually just recently started looking at some homes, and, and I see this thing about uh, asbestos and two pipes, and how would I ever know that without somebody that can see on the inside of it? You know, whereas, you know, franchise consultants or brokers, you know, we, we do know what's on the inside. We see the gut because that's what we explore before we even take a brand on to represent them. Absolutely. And so there's plenty of information uh, out there today to educate yourself. Uh, you know, Franchising You, that's one of the reasons why I launched Franchising You, um, I guess it's the middle of last summer. You can go on blocktalkradio.com slash franchising in you. 
this uh, segment obviously will be there on demand as well as others. I mentioned Nick Neonakis had been on here. He had talked about exploring franchising uh, at trade shows. Um, Tom Spadio, one of our sponsors from Spadio Liana, has done a great job with some of, of his uh, content that he's been able to share with us about understanding the FDD. You mentioned earlier the item 19, which is financial performance representations. He does a great job with that, as well as partnerships, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, really check that out at blogtalkradio.com slash franchising. And you, Holly, I really appreciate you taking time away from a busy schedule to join us. Uh, I look forward to My being pleasure. a frequent guest uh, on the show. Do you have any final advice for our listening audience? Oh, well, I always I have one piece of advice for everyone. My, my daily mantra is that every day when you wake up, do one thing to get on the other side of the fear. So in the case of looking at, hey, I've been looking at these cars, looking at these houses, whatever, today get on the other side of the fear, make a call, call a broker, ask some questions, and, and begin the process. I, I, I don't think you could have given any better advice you know, taking that first step forward. I thank you for that. And before we let you get away, how can our audience learn more about you and your services? Yeah, okay. Well, um, with the Franchise Consulting Company, you can always get me there, holly at thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com. And I also uh, specialize in franchise resales. I like to um, help buyers uh, to find good resales and help, obviously, sellers to to uh, sell their franchise for what it's really worth and really get a good return on their on their original investment. So that's Holly at Varian Firm. It's V-A-R-I-A-N firm.com. Excellent. I certainly appreciate it. Remember, as you explore franchising and business ownership, you know, tap into the resources uh, that are out there online. And with that, I'd like to introduce our audience to Accelerate Success Cafe. It's a daily resource that upon subscribing, you'll find in your email each morning at 6 a.m. Central Time, and again on Saturdays at 6 a.m. with the weekend edition. And it's basically a daily aggregation of news pertaining to entrepreneurship, pertaining to business ownership, all in one convenient place. So all you'll need is a cup of coffee, 15 minutes, and an intriguing mind. You can start your day in the know. Of course, enjoy later in the day with your beverage of choice, if you know what I mean. Uh, you also <laughs> find Accelerate Success Cafe shared across social media, but the best way to ensure you see it every day is to subscribe at AccelerateSuccess.com. That's A-C-C-E-L-E-R, the number eight, followed by success, and that's for both Accelerate Success and Accelerate Success Cafe. Just remember to replace the A-T-E in the middle with the number eight. And coming soon each morning at 7 a.m. Central Time is the Accelerate Success podcast. That will start in April. It'll be a daily podcast, and we'll share more information in the coming weeks. And again, I want to emphasize again, if you've missed any segment of Franchising in You or want to listen to it again, uh, they're all available at blogtalkradio.com slash Franchising in You. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you, including Franchising in You, as you explore the intriguing world of franchising and business ownership. We're very excited to be part of your quest as we say, dream it, wish it, do it, and of course, have a great day and the weekend ahead.